We are back. Welcome for another episode of By Order of the Peaky Binders. We've made it through July. We continue to power through. I'm not sure when Peaky Blinders is coming back, but I am sure that Josh and I have the best damn fans in the entire world as we continue to try to bring you the best Peaky Blinders content around town. I'm Daniel Gilman. If you're new to the podcast, he's Josh Levy. And Josh, how can we, how can we fill someone in that's, that's listening to this podcast for maybe the first or just second time? Yeah, so we're, we're a podcast, you know, Obviously, we love Peaky Blinders, but we're not just, you know, during this quarantine time, we've kind of expanded our horizons a little bit into other, uh, other forms of media, other television shows, other movies, how we've been, you know, keeping, keeping our time. We also have a, a Patreon where we, we, we break down one of our favorite shows, our new favorite shows, Gangs of London with uh, Joe Cole from Peaky Blinders. That's why we started breaking it down. Uh, we've interviewed some of the cast and characters from from Peaky Blinders. We uh, we interviewed Xavier Johns, who's one of the directors of a few episodes of Gangs of London on the Patreon account. So we are a very diverse uh, podcast, and we are just trying to give some content to the fans. If you're new, if you haven't watched Peaky Blinders, um, this is definitely a spoiler-filled area of the podcast. So don't don't listen and and go from right from the start and and start listening to our episode by episode breakdowns. Our our season recaps and some of the other fun ones that we have. So July 4th was a big day for us, not just because we're Americans and we celebrated our birthday as independent, you know, countries, but big one, big, big day because the man, the myth, the legend, Paul Anderson, AKA Arthur Shelby posted on his Instagram story that he was listening to our podcast, Josh, and he didn't just post. What did he do? He hit us with his fucking one-liner from the show. He said, don't fuck it up about not listening to the podcast. And he's right. If you're not listening to the podcast, then you're fucking up. And he said, by my order, and signed it AF Shelby. If you want to go check out his Instagram, it's Boise Boise, which I do have the information of why his, podcast, his, his Instagram is named Boise Boise because we got a direct message from our guy, Adam L. Hagar, who played Ollie, the secondhand man, to Alfie Solomons. And so Adam was explaining to me, first we talked a lot about Hamilton, which was you know, phenomenal. He's a big Hamilton guy. It's been on Disney Plus, which, is, which has been awesome. But then you know, he says, I saw Boise gave you a shout out. And I said, why is he named Boise? And Adam tells me that Boise is a character from something called Only Fools and Horses. And everyone on set calls him Boise. That's his nickname. Interesting. You don't, they don't call him Paul. They don't call him right. you know, P.A., Paul Anderson, anything like that. It's Boise. So that's why his Instagram name. I was doing a little bit of digging, and there it is. That's, that's why. And so I just wanted to give a huge, huge shout out. If you're listening, Boise, we love you. We'd love to get you on. We are, uh, we're always available to talk and to it, you. And it's, it's also interesting that he, like, this shows you how close and tight knit the cast really is that he's like not just an actor from Peaky Blinders. Like he's been in other roles to show that like that, it, like he's that close to the show that he makes his, his Instagram account, like his handle surrounded by what people on the set call him. It just shows you how tight knit this cast really is. And it's pretty awesome to, to, to see that they're that tight knit that, you know, they have these inside jokes. I would just love to be a fly on the wall 
on like a season of, of filming, especially with, you know, Tom Hardy, with Killian Murphy, with Helen McCrory, with all those amazing actors and actresses. I, I couldn't agree more. I just saw Helen McCrory in the miniseries on AMC and BBC called Quiz, which has okay. Tom from Succession starring with a couple actors and actresses from Fleabag, and Helen McCrory plays the lawyer who tries to, you know, get the defendants off who may or may not have cheated to win Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which originated in the UK. So that's a cool little watch called Quiz. But this episode, instead of us just raving and ranting about how excited we are that Paul Anderson listened, we're going to dive into a couple headlines that we've seen throughout the offseason. We're going to try to give this about, you know, every month or so, we'll do a check. We'll check all of the, um, the tabloids to see if there were any crazy headlines. And today, I want to really dive into one main one, and then we have a couple side ones. But the one main one that Josh and I talked to about last week on our Patreon.com slash By Order of Peaky, they always get it first, then we bring it over here to the Apple stream. But if you want to go there, you can check it out. But we didn't go too deep into this. So let's, let's check out this article written by The Independent. That says Peaky Blinders to add dark, dangerous new female character in season six. So director Anthony Byrne, who directed season five, we knew it was going to be a two-parter. He's revealed that even though it may not come out till 2022, he wanted to give us a little bit more. This is a quote. There is a great female character who is new, who is pretty dark. I haven't seen a character like her in Peaky before. I won't say who she is, but she certainly gives Tommy a run for his money. She challenges him in a different way. Saying that the character is similar to Oswald Mosley. Similar yeah. ideologies and challenging for any character. Oh, man. I just, I, I have no idea. I'm trying to like think of an actor, of, of, of an actress, who it could possibly be. But there's no one that comes to mind because Anthony Byrne, you know, and Stephen Knight, throw curveballs they throw you for a loop all the time and I don't know like what kind of character that would possibly be in this time period too yeah, uh so I don't know it's, it's gonna be interesting and it sucks that we have to wait till 2021 to find it out like that's gonna be brutal to to my psyche yeah I'm not gonna I don't want to burst your bubble but it may be 2022 <sighs> I'm just saying Esquire wrote an article that said Peaky Absolutely. Blinders season six won't be here until 2022. Maybe that's for the best. All right, shut up, Esquire. We, we, we would yeah. very much like, like Peaky Blinders right now. Wait, what, what, for, for, for what reason is it for the best? It's so that really you like can see Tommy and the gang fresh again. What, what? This is, their, this is the, the reasoning of Tom Nicholson for the Esquire. And he was saying, it might be good to take a breather because every time season comes out, it picks up viewers – from 2.4 million in season one to 7 million in season five. And, and he goes, things have been getting a little overheated because of all of the Peaky Blinders fandom. So he thinks it might be good for the UK to take a little break. There's always these people that come out with these crazy takes, Josh. We've got these sports writers in America that you know, come out and say that you know, football shouldn't be around because they need this and that. So you know, there's always people that need to give that takes, but I don't want to give too much too much time to, to this guy, Tom Nicholson. I do want to talk. Daniel, to Daniel, hold on. Do you, you want to know what, what, what we call that? It's called trolls. clickbait. Uh, it's called clickbait. clickbait. Well, I mean, both. It's the same thing. Clickbait is trolling. And that guy's just trying to troll. Like, don't, don't tell me that, that, that waiting until 2022 or whatever is good for, for, for Peaky Blinders fans. Like, that's just stupid. Okay, the, let me, the show is going to be the same. The act is going to be the same regardless. Okay, let me feed you one more line from this article. 
he goes, I'm not saying that's exactly what will happen. Talking about how, you know, overwhelmed the, the communities got with the dance companies and the ballets that were inspired by Peaky. But remember how different Game of Thrones was in season eight when it contorted itself trying to answer every fan theory on Reddit compared to season one when it didn't give a shit about anyone's thought. So this guy's worried that, that Stephen Knight is going to conform to the fan theories. What the hell are you talking about, dude? This, this isn't like Game of Thrones where like- It's not based were, on a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's just bad. That's just really bad writing. That guy, that guy needs to uh, get a reality check. It's Esquire, so. But yeah. let's, let, let me, let's go back to this, to this new twist, this new character, because I'll tell you what, I'm ready for Tommy to have a new love interest. I, I, you know, we're so used to the constant, you know, flow and, and twists and new characters for him to fall in love with. Lizzie's been around a little too long for me. I'm ready for a change up. Jesse Eden was a fun little fling, but now I'm ready for someone that Tommy can fall in love with and really add a wrinkle because he's not in love with Lizzie anymore. So I think it's going to be someone that's gorgeous. That's unbelievably smart. Maybe the, the smartest woman in Peaky Blinders that we've ever seen, but does not line up ideology-wise with Tommy. So that could be the, the bashing of the heads. So this is, what, this is what Byrne said. He said, she doesn't have guns or a gang similar to Mosley, but she has an ideology that's like a virus and it's more dangerous than anything. She's a great character and we're really close to casting her. So he doesn't even have an actress in mind, which means that no matter who it is, I'm sure he'll tailor the character around the actress. But I, I mean, we can do another episode that's purely conjecture about which actresses we think can fill this role because we're at this point in, in the off season, Josh. But right now, there's, there's like someone who it comes right to mind though. Tell me. Kira Knightley. Yeah. Did you see her like her, 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 like her accent and her just like, her, she always sounds so smart when she speaks. Like, it's like, like, you know, when like, what, when like British people, when they speak, they sound so freaking intelligent. That's like because she, it's, it's the, it's the, the grammar. It's the proper way to talk. I know. But it's like the way that she enunciates and she pronounces her words. It's like, I, I can just imagine her just like speaking and being so smart. And she's also beautiful. She's a great actress. She plays very diverse roles. I, I can just imagine it. That just came to the top of my head, but we can definitely save that for another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's hold off. Let's, let's force everyone to wait a little bit longer just because the days and the weeks, depending on how your quarantine is going, maybe sounding like months or they may be flying by. So that'll be our next episode, but we've got some more headlines to get to. I also want to take a second and shout out Janet Shin, who's the one that did alert us of some of this information, messaged me on July 4th, congratulating, because I didn't follow Paul Anderson on Instagram. I'm sorry, Boise, I follow you now. So I didn't see of this. I was out there partying you know, in the, uh, in the pool in the backyard for 4th of July, and I get this text, and Josh, I'm going crazy. I don't know, what was your first reaction when you found out that Paul Anderson gave us a shout-out unprovoked? We had never even tried to get him to listen to the show. It's not like someone out of nowhere that we're saying, you know, if, if what's-her-name, Anna Calvi listened, then we'd be happy right. we'd be calling for it. But Paul Anderson, out of the blue, felt amazing. Yeah, if, 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 if PJ Harvey, you know, somehow, you know, because we are a PJ Harvey podcast, you know, hit us up, we'd be ecstatic, but never expected it to reach this level where Paul Anderson was going to be listening to the podcast. Nonetheless, wasn't even listening to like a like recap a, of the like, season or something. Yeah. He, he was <laughs> listening to the episode where we were just spewing and we were just having fun, you know, during quarantine, which means that he's probably listened 
to a lot of our episodes throughout all of this, and it's awesome that 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 he enjoyed it. Daniel FaceTimed me. I I was also having a party in the backyard, obviously because it is quarantine season now here. But uh, I I was like, why is he calling me in the middle of Fourth of July? Like he must just be like drunk and just calling me just to say what's good and and, and, to, and to wish me to have a Fourth of July or something to talk. And then he's like, no, 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 like. You, like dude 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 and I was like what man like what's what what's the, what's the big deal right now and he told me I was like oh man that's some big news right there and definitely been bragging to some people uh you know showing it off a little bit because that's that's like that's an achievement that's like most definitely an achievement right there and so it's just awesome hopefully one day we can possibly get him on the show for for an interview if anyone you know wants to wants to spam dm him let him know that we are we are excited that he listens and want him on the show, please, please do. Yeah, we would appreciate that. We we don't have that rabid fan base example yet. So give us an example. I mean, we know we've got some some fans. We know we've got peaky heads. Maybe uh maybe start a coalition to get Paul Anderson on the show. We got some more news. Annabelle Wallace, which we talked about a little bit on the Patreon too. She tweeted out a couple uh, weeks ago that Grace has some unfinished business in this next season. So, you know, we've got that. We've got the new, you know, female character. And then a big one here with Emmett Scanlon, who was Billy Grade in this final season or this last season, the, the, the soccer player who helped Finn and Arthur, you know, make some money by throwing matches. He may be, uh, he may be releasing some information about his character as Emmett talked to the digital spy and hinted, that's something that we already knew. So we can kind of talk about this briefly, but I think we both talked about it enough that Billy Grade was potentially the black cat because Emmett said that some guy in his gym in the middle of a workout shouted rat across the floor when he watched oh the final episode. Dude, imagine working out and you see Emmett Scanlon, this actor who's on Peaky Blinders, just saw him in Gangs of London, and you think that he betrayed the Shelby clan, which he probably did, and you just yell rat at him. That, that's the kind of person that cannot differentiate an actor from a character, but it makes for good content. It, it does make for, for very good content. Very, very, it, it must suck that, you know, you're cast into that role and people are actually, you know, <laughs> lumping you into your, to your role, but that's just, that's amazing. Uh, you know, we still don't know who the black cat is. It's, it's all, you know, it's all theories at this point, but you know, you and I have are, are pretty aligned that we think that he is the black cat. Um, but we won't, we won't find out for a while. And then Emmett goes, hypothetically speaking, would you blame him if he did? They force him, they threaten him, they manipulate him into their bidding, they bully him psychologically and physically. So if he did, and I'm not saying he did, would you blame him? Not to mention, I don't even think as an actor, do you like? I don't even think he knows. It's not like they give him subtext to his, you know, like lines. It's not like, right? Like yeah, they're not, they're, they're not, I mean, we've, we've known, like we've asked some of the, some of our, from our, some, in some of our interviews, like if they know like what's going to happen throughout the season and they don't know, like Stephen Knight does not tell them, whichever director is directing at that time does not tell them what's going to happen. We even asked Xavier Johns if he, if he tells the actors on Gangs of London or like if they know what's going to happen, like they don't know. And that's what makes, the acting so authentic and so real and the reactions by the characters so real is that, is that they don't know because if they did know it would probably taint it a little bit yep and then Emmett Scanlon also made a little bit of a headline by claiming that this upcoming season six script is the best yet calling it so fucking good 
So I'm excited for that. And obviously, we don't know when they're going to start filming. I know, you know, they, they've mentioned that some things have started filming again in the UK, but I'm sure things have closed down. So if you're asking that question, that's something that Josh and I don't know. I know Killian Murphy came out a couple weeks ago and said, we will start as soon as we can, which I imagine every single actor is pushing for. I saw Paul Bouillon, who played Billy Kitchen, who we interviewed. He's one of the new stars in the upcoming show, The Witcher, the, se- the second season. And they're right. starting filming in mid-August. So maybe Peaky Blinders can follow that. Maybe not. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, some, some of the sports leagues, and for all of you huge soccer fans, the, 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 English, the English Premier League has been on the forefront of, of, of being amazing with testing and with not having positive COVID results. Because, you know, if you just isolate your players and you, and you, and you, you keep them in one area and, and you keep testing, which I'm sure that these, these uh, production sets can have a lot of access to this testing, then it's fine to film, in my opinion. I don't think it would need to be delayed that long. And I think that a lot of, you know, producers and directors are going to start, you know, latching on to what the sports leagues are doing in order to make sure that they can produce because they need it. It is their livelihood. This is how they make their money. There's, you know, obviously the, the Killian Murphys of the world, they're, they're fine. They, they don't need to film right now. But then you look at some of the smaller, the smaller parts that are, you know, really need these roles to, to, to jumpstart their career. As we heard from Adam O'Hagar and Paul Bullion, you know, these roles really, you know, jumpstarted their career a little bit and that's what they need. So I think that they're going to start filming a lot more. A lot of these shows are going to start coming out. A lot of more movies are going to be, are going to be start, you know, rolling with their production. And I think that they can kind of look to the sports leagues on how they're testing and how they're making sure that COVID isn't spreading to kind of replicate that. Well said, Josh, well said. And then, one little thing before we sign off here, I happen to get across another one of these, you know, just random clickbait articles, but this one was interesting because the express wrote about four days ago, an article about a major character who may return in Peaky Blinders. Okay. So this one was really out of left field because Tatiana Petronova, who maybe in the moment we thought, oh, maybe she'd come back because remember how her and Tommy left things with her shooting the, the mediator after he signed the document. And then she said something about, you know, go and find some man in France or something like that. Yeah, I don't really, I, I never anticipated her ever coming back in the show because why would she come back? Because that plot web kind of just died and ended. But it would be interesting to see if the Russian, if she kind of maybe aligned with Tommy and got on his side and maybe you know, got in the way of things again and was crazy because she was freaking crazy. But I I don't know. I don't know. So this is one that's more of a, like I said, it's more of a pure gossip article, but it does, it does reveal, you know, a couple, you know, lines from Anthony Byrne from a Q and A that he did where he said, he's never worked with an actress like her. He said, she was so fucking good. I've never seen a female character like that before. Someone who was so clever and so smart and also completely unpredictable and insane. And so, you know, he mentioned that she's still alive. That, that's the kind of thing that brings you back. Byrne says, I really enjoyed watching what she did with that role. And she's still alive as he grinned at the thought of being able to make a comeback to the show. I mean, who's not going to love directing around someone like that right like she was probably so lively and so fiery and she really kind of fucked with Tommy in those scenes yeah she was definitely interesting some of the I mean some of those scenes in season three especially the scene where her and Tommy sleep together and she's 
has the gun and she talks about the game that she used to play and she's she's freaky she's 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 a fox she got in tommy's head and it would be interesting to see her make a comeback yeah she's definitely not hard on the eyes gate jansen who um who just starred in a new hbo show i think called jet j-e-t-t that i had never heard of until i just looked it up but it looks like she's one of the main characters in uh as a world class world's class thief played by Carla Gugino and yet, and yet Gate Jansen. I've never seen her in anything else. So I think it would be cool if, uh, if maybe a little comeback is in line. I don't think Tatiana is the woman that, that uh, Byrne referred to, but you never know. Maybe she could come back and really throw a, a wrench into things. That one is more spew than, than you know guesses of anything. It's just another thing that we could talk about during the offseason. Josh, what's the what's the best thing you've seen on TV this last week? Well, I told you I'm a huge Dark fan, and I oh, just that, finished. That, you finished it, it. It ended. The show. The show's done. Like it, it. Like it all came full circle. It all explained everything. It clarified everything. Amazing, amazing, amazing show. There's one other show that uh, we started watching. That, uh, me and my family started watching, which is uh, called Central Park. It's like a funny. It's uh, it's it's the creator of Bob's Burgers and Josh Gad is the executive producer and it has a a lot of the Hamilton cast. It has Leslie Odom Jr. It has David uh, Diggs, I think his name is. Yeah. It has Titus Burgess, who is in from The Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, who's hilarious. Um, Josh Gad is in it. Kristen Bell is in it. Um, it's it's a really really good. Show. Uh, Catherine Hahn is in it. It's funny. So it's, it's, it's actually funny. It's funny. It's funny, and it has really good music. It's like it, it's it, it's like a musical. It's a musical comedy, and uh. the music is great. It's really catchy. Leslie Odom is doing Leslie Odom things. You know, he was amazing in Hamilton. Um, what I, streaming I actually, service? Is it? Uh, it's it's on Apple TV Plus, so you, so you oh. have to have that, which is annoying. But I somehow have that now. But. Uh, it's really good. And then one other last thing I watched is this show called Outcry. It's a it's a docu it's like a docu series, a five episode docu series on Showtime. It's one of those like you know wrongful convicted, you know this 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 high school football player in Texas star, you know studded studded the team, uh, got wrongfully convicted convicted of, or I think he did of of like child molestation. And it's one of those things where it's like the lawyers, just like the prosecution, just fucks him, just wants to put him away, wants to get their guy. And he's rotting in jail, and so I'm trying. I'm gonna see if he was actually rightfully accused or wrongfully accused, but it's not. It's not pointing that way, but it's really, really, really good. I highly recommend it. Okay, that's solid. Is it actors or the people? Like, is it a docu series? It's like it's it's the actual people. It's the actual people. Okay, I'll have right, to check right. that out. I like that. I will say there's a a cool German quick one on Netflix called How to Sell Drugs Online Fast which I think I mentioned to you last time, but it's a quick, it's literally like six or seven episodes and it's about the Silk Road. And it's like kind of a comedy, kind of like a, you know, sitcom-y, but it's, it's on Netflix. You can check it out with the family. I think you'll enjoy it. Second season's coming out okay. soon. And then for me, speaking of David Diggs, I started to go on a little bit of like a civil rights binge and it's been, it's been really, really enjoyable. I saw Just Mercy. I saw The Hate You Give. I saw Blind Spotting, which was written, starred, and produced by David Diggs, which was really good. Blind Spotting on HBO, and then I saw The Five Bloods, and I'm okay. about I'm going to watch Tubman soon. So that's just been you know something that I've been doing, really enjoyable. And also, I started another like Game of Thrones style soap opera, which I'm completely all in on, and it's called The Tudors, 
which is about King Henry VIII. Yes, yes. Starring Jonathan Rhys Myers and starring starring our girl Marjorie Tyrell. Oh my God, she's the main I, character, and, and I, she's a little younger than this is like 07 to 2010. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely an old show because my parents used to watch it a while back when yeah. I wasn't like I was too young to like really you know appreciate that kind of history. And it's full on like Downton Abbey soap opera. Like there's not a lot of fighting. I've seen six episodes, and it's really just I'm in. I'm in on it. It's got you know who it has though. You ready? You want to hear it? So here's just the main plot really quickly. So King Henry VIII loved women and it's a very sexual show. And he often cheats on his wife, Catherine, who he made, you know, married to, to align Spain and and England. And it's cool. You learn a lot of stuff, but the show dives into the differences between Catholicism and Lutheran, which is Protestant. And so it's, it's Luther against the Pope. That's what that, that time period was. And so King Henry was aligned with the Pope. So his main advisor is a cardinal who has all the power and he basically pulls all the strings. It's kind of like uh, Dick Cheney as a, as a vice president. And it's Sam okay. Neill. Ooh. It's Inspector Ooh. Campbell as Ooh. a like rotten, you know, selfish cardinal who's pulling the strings of King Henry VIII. And he's so good in this, in this devilish Sounds about role. right. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, Sounds so there's a little right. little peaky intervention there to end the episode. Uh, definitely, definitely, you know, having to latch on to new TV shows that, you know, to, to fill the void right now. And there's been a lot of content. Hopefully, you know, a lot of more content comes out because it doesn't seem like we're going to be getting new television anytime soon and not get any uh, new peaky anytime soon. So just if you guys have suggestions out there, any fans that, that we should be watching, if you want us to possibly break down a show that there's no podcast of, we'd be more than happy to. There you go. That's our episode. We'll be back soon. What we're going to do is try to catch up with Xavier Johns and post that onto the Patreon for those of you who are kind of following the Gangs of London train. If not, don't worry. When it comes to America, we'll hit you again with all the Gangs of London information. I'm sure it'll be dropping in a few weeks or a few months or a few years. Who knows? But that's all. He's Josh. I'm Daniel. We binge so you don't have to.